and welcome to Capstan Live. We're the podcast that makes sure you pay the real estate taxes you owe and not a dollar more. If you own commercial real estate or advise someone who does, you're in the right place for a real talk about maximizing tax savings. Hello, welcome to another episode of Capstan Live. It's a tax season episode. We're busy, you're busy, but we've got info that you'll need to know. And Capstan partner Bruce Johnson was kind enough to take time out of his busy schedule to come in and give us a special talk about 754 step-ups. Bruce, I promise I will not make puns about, you know, stepping out, stepping up, any kind of step-related pun, okay? I promise. I'll hold you to that promise, And you should, and you should. Um, Let's cut right to the chase. I know everybody's busy and we'll get right to the info. Bruce, what is a 754 step up? Well, it exists when you have a change of ownership, and in, in our case, real in, for real estate, but I suspect it could also be used for ownership in a business or operating business. Right. But for our case, we're looking specific or talking specifically about real estate ownership and transfer in a, very, a variety of ways. Okay. And you do, we see these a lot, right? Well, I would say that they're definitely increasing as we're seeing generational changes of ownership, Mm -hmm. say, particularly for for family-owned businesses or family-owned real estate. So we're certainly seeing that. uh, But we we have seen these over the years, but I'd say the last five or so years, much more so. And it might also be because people are becoming more aware of how that can be used and some of the tools that we have kind of interacting with that. Right, I, I know that people often can overlook the cost and potential that's inherent in such a step up, because it is, you know, it's busy and it's sticky, but there's, it can often really be a good cost side trigger, right? Well, anytime we have new basis, which eventually we'll, we'll talk a little bit more in detail, but anytime there's new basis, again, whether it's new construction, renovation, in the case of acquisition, a unique acquisition like a 754 are all opportunities, particularly given the new Tax Cuts for Jobs Act rules, is an opportunity to look at accelerated depreciation as a strategy. Right. So, okay. So, a step-up situation results in a new stepped-up basis. That's where the step-up comes from. Yes. Yes. In most cases, there is a step-up. I know it was a question coming up a little bit, but yeah, in most cases, we'll see the step-up. Okay. We're only three minutes into it, and I just have to say, did you see the movie Step Up? It's a dance battle movie. Okay, I'm going to hold you to it. We're three minutes into it, and I just can't. Okay, no more. Okay, on topic. Thank you, Helen. On topic. Okay, so so ideally, though, it's a good thing, right? Ideally, you get a brand new date of service, you get the stepped up basis, and, and that makes it year one all over again. In, in, right, in it's a just, sense. It, you're, you're essentially hitting the reset button on depreciation, or at least a portion of it. So, absolutely, yes. So, that seems great, Bruce. Why wouldn't everybody just do that then? Like, why wouldn't everyone just take this election? Is there well, some caveat? I, I think that it, you go back to the same decision metrics you do with just accelerated depreciation in general. Can you use it? Because just under normal circumstances where you have, say, someone starting a brand new business with a brand new building, perhaps in most cases they don't have enough income to shelter through salary depreciation. So in that case, you may decide to shelve the strategy until you can use it. So 
In the case of 754, that might be a scenario, um, just not a need for the deductions, and they just might want to wait to use it in the future because you can do these in a look-back environment similar to standard accelerated depreciation, a.k.a. cost seg. So, and this election is irrevocable, right? That's correct, yes. So just as, you know, basis can step up, like, theoretically, then basis could step down and you'd be kind of stuck with it, right? Right, and that's kind of what where I was alluding to before. In most cases, well, every case that we're involved in an opportunity, it's because there's step up, but in theory, in a challenging economic environment, there could be a step down in basis, which obviously, as it implies, would, there wouldn't be any basis to focus on a accelerated depreciation cost irrigation focus. So yeah, that then you would be you'd be you'd be in it. Um, Bruce, can you give me an example? Can you like walk me through an example? So, I mean, first of all, when we kind of step back and look at 754s have been around for a long time. Okay. And from Capstan's perspective, or most cost irrigation professionals' perspective, we just look at it as another opportunity, new right. basis to be looked at. So, for example, you've got uh, someone have, has an existing property that's been on the depreciation schedule for, let's say, 20 years, and say five years ago, a 754 occurred. Well, the opportunity for cost sake could be both on the original 20 year ago basis, but also that new basis coming in, set in, in say five years ago in my, my example there. But what we need to do is, particularly with the new, well, not so new, Tax Cuts for Jobs Act rules where bonus is applicable to used or used assets or new or acquired assets. We now have to dig a little deeper when we look at not just the 754 occurring, how is it filed? Ah. So you've got 743 and 740 and 734 versions of how a 754 has been filed. Okay, so they're like subtypes, basically. Right. Okay, right. so yeah, can we talk about those like one by one? So 743B, that's sale of interest to a partner. So if one partner buys another partner's interest, and, and we see that quite a bit. Right, yeah, so that's, I, when we were talking earlier about how we see, I use the, the, the term generational transfer of, of real estate within a family business. Ah. So that's that would be a scenario where you're going from one family member to another, related parties, more likely than not, that's, basis that's not going to be applicable for the the rules for bonus depreciation instituted under the Tax Cut for Jobs Act. So you would just be looking at the difference in timing from class life to class life. So wait, just to clarify though, so there's there there's sale of interest to a partner and then there's a partner passing away and their then their descendant inherits. Right. So, so those are two different stories in terms of of you know whether or not you can claim bonus on the stepped up basis, right? Right, and in that case, you look at almost all the step up basis is going to be what we call internal, and therefore not eligible for bonus depreciation. Now that being said, you can still look at whatever that basis step up is as something you can focus an acceleration exercise on, a class life acceleration exercise on. So. The other part of that is you have a party from outside the current ownership comes in and buys a portion of the business, of the real estate. <clears throat> that constitutes outside basis, which would 
under the new rules of the Tax Cuts for Jobs Act be able to leverage bonus rates at the time when the acquisition or the, the purchase took place. But that's an out, that's somebody new. Right, somebody so you something outside. So, so, you know, uh, UNZ own real estate and If I, only <laughs> auto dealerships people, if you listen to our auto dealership episode, I'm still working on him. <laughs> So in that instance, if I came in as an, not a family member, but come in and buy a portion of, of your ownership, that would be outside basis coming in. So okay. that would constitute eligibility. Some, all, depends on the circumstances, being bon- that step up being bonus eligible. We think of you like family, but the IRS wouldn't recognize it. So That's I hear you. correct, yes. I hear you. Yeah. Okay, so just to like be super clear, because I, I want our listeners to understand. So 743B step-ups are seen in a situation where one partner buys another partner's interest. And then the, the so John buys Sally's interest. It's new to John. And the partnership can claim bonus on that new stepped-up basis. Potentially, yeah. I mean, Potentially, I, yeah, yes. Yeah. Okay. But then in another circumstance, let's say, you know, unfortunately, Sally, Sally passed away. She was a partner and her daughter, Mary, you know, becomes a partner and she inherits Sally's interest. But, you know, related parties, not bonus eligible. Right, Bruce? Yes. Right. Okay. And then there's a 734B step up where, okay, Sally's alive again. She's with us. And the partnership buys her out. Sally's going to live her best life and not be a partner anymore. But in such a circumstance, this would fail the used property requirement and the original use clause. And therefore, it would it's not internal, it's be internal basis. Internal basis, eligible. not bonus eligible. Right, right. You make it sound so easy, Bruce. You're like, yes, no. Well, it's interesting because, you know, when it's hard to believe we've gotten so much time between the Tax Cuts for Jobs Act in 2017 to where we are today. But it's just this is a this particular subject is just one illustration of in that all the changes instituted under that, particularly with regard to bonus and, and acquired or used used assets, we really didn't think about this until we started to really dive into the details. So we not only look at a 754 occurring, which could in and of itself be a trigger for using cost variation, right. but now you have to dig a little further. How was it filed? So to your point, the 743, the 734, and then you look at some of the details underneath that to determine the actual application, in this case, of bonus eligibility. It is complicated, and I'm glad that I have an example for us to walk through. Um, And it's a fun example. So so, yeah, this is definitely, yes, It's a fun example. Okay, Lucy and Ethel decide to form a partnership because they are modern women doing it for themselves. So each woman puts in $500,000 and their partnership buys a chocolate factory that costs a million dollars. So that works out perfect. So the $500,000 that each woman puts in represents her inside basis, right Bruce? Correct. Okay, Um, so several several years go by and everybody likes their chocolate and the factory appreciates in value to 1.5 million. But Ethel is done with working with Lucy. She wants out of the partnership. And so she sells her interest in the partnership to Ricky for 750,000. So Ricky's inside basis remains the 500,000 that was put in initially to form the partnership. But his outside basis 
is 750000 because that's what he put in from outside the partnership to Correct. join it. Right, Bruce? Yes. So there's a discrepancy between Ricky's inside basis and his outside basis. Okay. All right. So far, I understand. Um, so, okay. So now, what if they decide, okay, let's make a 754 election. So Ethel can record her gain of 250000 and she's out. She's going to live her best life. And then Ricky can adjust his inside basis by the amount of gain that Ethel recorded. So if they did take this 754 election, Ricky's inside basis would become 500K plus another 250K for a total of 750K. And his outside basis from what, what he puts in from outside the partnership remains 750K. So then Ricky can combine both inside and outside, right? And he gets yes. his new stepped up depreciable basis right. of 1.5 million. Right. Which is awesome. It's a huge cost opportunity for Ricky, but only for Ricky, right, Bruce? Or the ownership of the, the ownership of the remaining ownership can can benefit from it. So and, and to that there will be pieces and parts that may or may not be bonus eligible. Some of it in that inside-outside right. basis. So it just, I think the example helps illustrate, you know, in a simple way, things that are happening on a day-to-day -day basis and might get lost in all of the activity of right. you know, all right, restructuring just, a partnership. The main, the main yeah. focus, right? So this just kind of illustrates, all right, well, now you've got, it, it, underlying all of this, people still have tax liabilities, creating a situation or scenario where you're able to now create a tax strategy through this effort. So, I mean, it just, I, I think it's, it's a good example of how powerful this can be, some of the details involved. Obviously, this is something that firms like Capstan, we can help with, but the really important parts are obviously the ownership and the tax professional, because there's a lot of little details that are critical to understanding so that when a firm like Capstan or a cost-seg professional comes in, they know what the ground rules are and ap applying their rules properly to the opportunity. So I think from our perspective, though, our, our take-home message is there are so many details and it's so complicated and, you know, and Ethel is making a fuss, but you don't want to overlook the possibility that there might be a really, there could be potentially a major cost-seg opportunity. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I certainly sympathize with the tax professional world and business owners because at the speed which with everything is moving, these type of little details can be missed. And obviously, when those of you are familiar with cost irrigation, you can see the real power of it. Now, the good news is, as we talked about earlier, is you can do, you can address a 754 step up in the future. Through, through a look through back. Through a look back, look, at, look back type of engagement. So there is always that, but as we always know, the best time to address depreciation is when you're first placing those assets into service. Right. Because obviously there are other costs associated with changing things retroactively. But nonetheless, we can do that, and there might be reasons, sound economic reasons for waiting to do uh, a study. So in general, if somebody is considering a partnership restructure, the possibility of cost segregation is something that could be on their radar. Without a doubt. I mean, okay. it's no different than, say, I bought a building, I built a building, whatever. Um, this is another type of trigger. Absolutely. I mean, if we're looking in today's environment for every defensible, recognized strategy 
to help reduce your liability, this is definitely something to look at. But as we were talking about, it may not be top of mind. You may be wanting to wait, right? And that's fine. But nonetheless, just thinking it, thinking about it, and either addressing it today or waiting in the future, at least you're aware of it. Right, just to have it on the old radar. I, I think that's a really the take home message. And yeah, it's potentially an exciting opportunity that, that shouldn't be overlooked. Um, Bruce, is there anything else that you want to share with us today? I feel like it's been a lot of food for thought already. Frankly, listeners, we should all go have some chocolate in honor of the partnership we just discussed. But Bruce, any other take home message? Um, I, I think that just, not, this is this can be time sensitive, but it also doesn't have to be, as uh-huh. we talked about. So right. I think that with everything else, just prioritizing the importance of this. Um, and you know, there are firms like Capstan that are there to help out kind of evaluating this, but it really comes down to the time availability of the tax professional and the tax filer to be able to evaluate this. Because to your point, it's, an, it's another level of detail, but it also, in that complexity, can also bring more opportunity. Ooh. Just have to have time to c- review it. Complexity brings opportunity. Love it, Bruce. There you go. Love it. We should stitch that on a throw pillow and put it in the new office. Love it. Um, listeners, that was fascinating. If you have more questions for Bruce on 754 Step Ups or anything, Bruce, how can they get to you? Is there a website, perhaps? Oh, of course. Come on. That was that was a rhetorical It was question. a softball. Yeah. So you've got our website. Uh, for those of you who are familiar with, with us here at Capstan, you can certainly reach out to us. And if you're not, check out our website. And there's a lot of contact information, some information on this subject there for you, as well as the podcast, obviously. And we'll look forward to seeing how we can be of assistance. Absolutely. If you go to capstantax.com slash contact us, you can also scroll down. There's a little box and you could be like, Bruce, help me with 754 step ups or anything else and we'll get back to you. You can also just call us directly if you like, 215-885-7510. If you liked what you heard on this podcast, why not subscribe? We're on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, or like Bruce said, on the website, capstantax.com slash podcasts. I'm Helena Carmel, here with our producer, Aaron Strongen, and our special guest host with the most, Bruce Johnson. Um, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Capstan Live. Be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts so you never miss an episode. Visit our website at capstantax.com for more info on everything we discussed today, plus breaking news, industry blogs, and more. Have a profitable day.